Hey guys, brand new podcast this week. It's Wednesday. They drop every Wednesday. It's a little late right now. It is Tuesday night. I just got back from the comedy store. Two shows, amazing conversation, great comedians. I'm telling you, if you got a if you got a weekend trip planned and you come out to LA, I say come out in the week and visit the comedy store. I'm seeing some of the greatest goddamn comedy I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've never been more into stand up than maybe I was talking to someone about this tonight than maybe when I first got into stand up. Uh, speaking of which, let's talk about some tour dates. I'm on tour. Sorry. Uh, September 23rd, calling sick to work show in Tampa, Florida. I'm going to go to Cowhead, Mike Calta. I'm going to drink on Cowhead, Mike Calta. I'm going to go right to the club with Cowhead, Mike Calta at like 11, 12 o'clock at 12 PM. We are going to do an afternoon calling sick to work show. Ralphie may Ralphie will probably be there. I'm not promising you, but I'm just saying he better because we're going on the Cowhead cruise. Mike Calta right after that helium, October 6th, 7th and 8th in Philadelphia comics, comedy club in the Mohegan Sun, the Mohegan Sun. I think I might be pulling an all month on the East Coast. Stop in, do Opie and Jim, Ron Bennington, uh, Legions of Skanks, Race Wars, all the shit I listen to on the East Coast that I never get to do. I might be pulling an all month over there. Um, this says Mermaids. I wonder if this is a gig I have. Do I have a gig in Fayetteville, Arkansas? At Mermaid Seafood? Hey, if you work there, let me know. It's on my calendar. I might be in Fayetteville, Arkansas. October 28th. (laughs) Funny Bone Dayton, the week of my birthday. November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. The 3rd is my birthday. We're throwing a surprise party at the Dayton Funny Bone for me on the 3rd. Uh... Baltimore Comedy Factory, 10, 11, 12. Tampa Improv, December 1, 2, 3. Morty's Comedy Joint, Fort Lauderdale, 15, 16, 17. Obviously, Morty Comedy Joint, right? But And then Levity Live, uh, Oxnard. I am starting a full-blown tour at the beginning of... Um, that will be named with shirts and banners and cards and fanfare and all the fun stuff starting at the beginning of this year. So get ready for that. I'm looking at Bingo's book. Hey, I'm just going to take two seconds and say this because uh, if you, I, I know you already do, but if you, if you, you know, sometimes you tap out of podcasts and you haven't listened to them in a while. Um, Ari Shafir's podcast is fucking killing me right now. It's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. He did a thing about the running of the bulls. You should check it out. It's so good. The audio's mediocre. I mean, it's good audio. It's not bad, but uh, it's just a goddamn good podcast. I wish I could remember both of the guys. I want one of the guys' names, Kai Humphreys, I think. That's who the picture's of. I only know that because I tweeted back and forth with them. But it's such a good fucking podcast. It's such a good story. It's thematic. And I think uh, today's podcast that I have is thematic in that sense. I loved that Ari was getting them to tell one story. It was so cool. Um and I'd, I'd been reaching out to the guy that I have on my podcast today for a while. I'd, I'd talked to Red Band through him, and then I ran into him at the comedy store the other night. And I said, you got to do my podcast. And he was like, how about Monday? I was like, Monday is fucking perfect. So we came in here. We had a couple beers. And he told one of the more interesting stories I've ever heard uh, in, in, in stand-up. His path, 
has not been the easiest. And I think I've, I say this in the podcast, but I've, I've been very candid about this, that my path has been very easy. My path has been a f- literally, I am the definition of white privilege. I got discovered by Rolling Stone magazine, moved to New York. Will Smith discovered me, moved out to LA, did a showcase, got another development deal, a TV show. That TV show got me another TV show. Uh, that got me pilots. Those two gate got me pilots. I did pilots for, you know, six, seven years. Uh, got a TV show on Travel Channel. Did that for seven years. Uh, did development for the past four. Um, stand, I've been very blessed. I mean, very, very blessed. I don't mean that. I didn't mean that like a brag, but I mean, like, I just say that, you know, I, I'm always fascinated by stories of adversity. I think that's why I love Joey Diaz so much is because he's a guy who's got, my wife calls it that Oprah gene. And, uh, and the guy today has got that Oprah gene and you already know who it is. It's George Perez, but I haven't said his name yet. Let's just pretend I haven't said his name because I want to give him a big intro. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and, and, and so thematically I wanted to tell one story. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tip the hat to the story. If you already know the story and you've heard it before, though, this is all the questions I had when I heard the story and it's a fascinating fucking story. It is. It's a, it's heartbreaking. It's empowering. It's embarrassing. It's all the shit that life is. And I, I'm so glad he was on my podcast. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, stand-up comedian George Perez. This is Perfect. I have to start this off and let you know you have one of the most interesting fucking stories ever. I fucking hate that I have it. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you. Oh. It stinks that you had to earn it. You know, yeah. it stinks that you had to go through it to earn it. But it is one of those, like, I was it David? Uh, David Taylor. David Taylor's podcast. I was, like, fucking, I was on a plane, and and Red Band and I had been texting back and forth. Okay. And he's like, you gotta get George on your podcast. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. cool. I was like, totally. And I, I just saw your name come up, and I was like, oh, just listen to him. Dude, I'm literally on a plane going, holy fucking shit. Fuck, yeah, it's weird. I mean, I don't even know what to say. It's like a lot of people come up to me and they're like, dude, I can't believe you went through that. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, fuck, dude, if I didn't, I think I'd be like an arrogant asshole. What were you like? What, I I mean, I don't I don't even remember <laughs> you before that. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't much in the scene in L.A. as much, though. Okay. Like, I mean, I hung out at the improv and stuff. And you were, were you at the Laugh Factory a lot? Yeah, I mean, I was like, back in those days, I was in the scene of, like, the Latin scene. You know, oh, yeah, like yeah, Felipe yeah. Sparza, Gabriel, Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Like, Willie Barsena, those, like, underground clubs. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't hit Hollywood till like, two years after and then i was like okay yeah all right all right really yeah it was weird dude like but it's weird for me because i'm only like a year in comedy and i'm already getting a tv credit yeah what the fuck was that like okay yeah. for those of you who don't know this we'll, we'll talk about the story that we're talking about but i don't want to just jump right into it but like what was it because you you got on the scene quick yeah here's what here's our uh, this is what's horrible is i remember half of your podcast i have that podcast i remember parts of your life like you have two brothers 
I have five brothers. Five brothers, and you guys all grew up together just outside L.A. Yeah, in Orange County, right by Knott's Berry Farm in Disneyland. Are you serious? Serious. Did you ever go to Portillo's? Fuck yeah. Dude, Portillo's my favorite fucking sandwich ever. <laughs> I fuck, That is my favorite sandwich ever. Yeah, there's two Portillo's. There's one. It's like a Cuban cuisine. You ever been to that one? No. Ooh, there's one in Burbank. Really? It's like the highest class of Mexican desserts. Really? Yeah, it's like what the Spanish gave us that we like. I'll tell you, I, I told you this. I'm going through a big Mexican kick. Like, I, I'm trying to write this bit on stage. I tried to write it. You're I trying think, to kick us like no, we're love, a heroin? I love, oh. I'm, like, I, because we're, get, we're getting renovated. And these guys are the coolest motherfuckers. Yeah. I mean, dude, these guys are like, like, ju- I mean, just the most generous guys. And it's so funny. I was sitting with Al Madrigal, and I was like, how did Mexicans ever get a bad rap? Like what? Where does the ones like me? You know, it's the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the ones that were born here, and oh. we think we're hard, and you're mad at us because you're oh. like, "Hey, you weren't born here." We're like, "But we were." So, so you guys grew up uh, in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, you and your 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 brothers got into dirt, or did you? No, they're like good fuckers. Really? Yeah. Like my uh, my oldest brother, he used to be the president of Bank of America Collections. My Shut second up. oldest brother is like a huge mortgage underwriter, does real estate. Really? My third one's a teacher for disabled kids in San Bernardino. And then oh, my shit. fourth brother's like hardcore. He's the reason I turned bad. He was like the brother that was hard to follow. Like he's like consulted for the Department of Education and does all kinds of positive stuff, travels, runs a lot of programs. Yeah. And then there's me and my little brother. Holy shit. Yeah. So, so what got you, what, what, what made you want to get into comedy? Man, I've always loved comedy. I was always a fan, but just never knew. You know, I mean, I didn't know you could go to Hollywood and audition. I was more like, I thought they'd come get you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I always say it. Anyone who got into comedy, for me, it blows my mind because I got really lucky. Like, my story is different. Yeah, you're in from the, Florida. I'm I, from Florida. I got written up in Rolling Stone magazine yeah, as the number I've one party animal. Shit. And then it was like, hey, you should try comedy. Like, What do you mean number one party animal? Like, Van Wilder? Like yeah. that? Yeah. Fuck, I would love to hang out with you. Yeah, I fucking party. <laughs> Sadly, partying at this age looks a lot like an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But but so, like, I always look at people who decide, who just were like, I'm funny, I'm going to give it a shot. And I was like, oh, and this sounds really cheesy, but I almost, like, look up to them. Because, like, like, Ari Shafir, whoever told a fucking Hasidic Jewish kid he should do comedy? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, who, like, and I look at that. he's fucking killing. Dude, he's killing it right now. Yeah. But like I look at that, and I go, like, like how, what, what made you think? Like, what, how did you get up the first time? Oh uh, shit! Crazy story, man. Uh, I met this girl, and uh, we were dating for like about a year. And she was like, "Hey, fool, have you ever done comedy?" And I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "Cause you're fucking funny as fuck." She was a, she was a writer for a magazine, like creative writing. So she was like, "Dude, like all the shit you say, I write it down." <laughs> And then uh, she told me, every time I come to your house, you try to fuck me by putting on by putting on a comedy special that I've never seen before. Like, that was my thing. I'd bring girls over, <laughs> and I would put on, like, a comedy special, and they'd be like, dude, where'd you get this? Where'd you get this? And yeah. I was always a fucking fan. Yeah. And then she took me to this underground, like, comedy shit, and Jeff Garcia was there. I'm not even a comic, bro. I'm in the fucking crowd. Like, 20 of us. All cholos. I'm talking like cholos, and Jeff Garcia's like, hey, we're, we're doing a contest of your mama jokes. And I was the king at that shit. Really? So I go on fucking stage and murder Jeff. Really? Yeah, and just like, hey, dog, how long have you been doing comedy, man? 
And I was like, man, I've never done comedy, bro. Like, I do construction. And uh, after that, it was over. I, I would go to all these open mics, and Jeff was like, hey, dog, I think I, 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 I think you want to do this, huh? And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I quit construction, bro, 32 bucks an hour. Really? Yeah. And just started comedy. And just started comedy. And just started going to open mics? Yeah, all, any open mic. And it was weird because my open mic days was probably like 2002, 2003. So it was like Orange County open mics. Yeah. And I came out to L.A. and then I, I got hated on hard fast because it was like, not to brag, but I was kind of funny. Yeah. And I was a cholo. That, so like you couldn't really punk me because like. Now I dress like I'm all, you know, I wear clothes. But back then I'm wearing size 42 pants. Are you serious? Serious. Like legit cholo. Legit cholo. Like legit. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I remember cholos would like come up to me afterwards like, hey, dog. Like, I don't know. I, this one cholo gave me like a, a tag. He's like, hey, dog, you're like the valedictorian of continuation school, huh? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, fuck, I'm using that. Yeah. It Shut was, up. Yeah. But, you know, I got blessed because Jeff Garcia grabbed me. So imagine being three, four months in the game and you're already hosting the improv. Yeah. So he was like, hey, I'm taking you on the road with me. And, like, he just schooled. Him and Edwin San Juan are the reason I know set up tag punchline, like, the right way. Really? Yeah. Because like, you can get right lost. Way. You can get lost in, like, if you don't, if someone doesn't, like, almost, like, pick you up and go, hey, Let's not, don't get caught up in this fuck shit. Straight up. There's there's a way to do this. And let let me show you the, that way. Yes. Like, I didn't, like, I mean, getting on the road was, for me, was a big thing. And, like, I worked the door in, in New York at, at the Boston Comedy Club. Oh, shit. That's how I got, that's how I got on. But um, getting on the road, for me, was like, once I got on the road, I was like, oh, I can make a living at this. Yeah, it's like, fucking Other than that, you. I was just waiting for fucking auditions. Oh, which fuck. is Which is stressful. Like over there, do you guys have like showcases like over here or like New York's weird. New York was was it's I mean like it's kind of like the store, like the OR a little bit, but not as many comics. Okay, and not as much time. Like that sounds crazy. Like like, two minutes. (laughs) Like everyone's doing ten minutes. Like in the OR, you're doing fifteen. Everyone's doing ten, and it's it does. It's not as many people. It seems like that sucks. Like. Or maybe I guess it is, but it doesn't go on. I mean, I guess so. I mean, the shows would start at like eight. So I guess it was that many people, but it just seemed different. And, it's, you know, like right now, the store is like a little fucking hot. Like It's hot, bro. Like you go in there. I went in there and I was like on stage at the OR and I was like, this is a producer I know that's sitting in the front <laughs> row with his girlfriend. Yeah. Like I'm like looking and I go, I know this guy. And then I'm like, what the fuck? And he's just laughing like a fan. Oh, wow. It's like fucking the store is insane right yeah, now. Yeah, we did that show Wednesday, the secret show. Yeah, and that was, was like, fucking hot. <laughs> Four hundred people. It was fucking insane. Like I had a blast at that show. I'm, I literally, I'm never been more addicted to comedy than right now. I feel you the same way because, like, it's. I've only been at the store for like two and a half years now. It's yeah. my first time ever showing up to really? the store two and a half years ago. And like, that's the only club that was like, "Fuck, come on, we want your crazy cholo ass in yeah. here." So, so like, what would you? Did you go on the road at all with Jeff? Yeah. Oh, Jeff took me on the road, and and like, but did, like, I wonder if like when you come up with that, with that like almost like hardcore mentality, if there's some people in the audience that are almost they're 
they they see it as like a, a challenge. Oh, like, fuck yeah. Like some people are like, fuck this guy. I'm not going to laugh. Fuck him. I'm talking No, nah, I got that a lot. Really? I got that a lot. And then like it was weird because like fools would just stare at me. After the show, we're like, hey, dog, I don't want to let that hard, eh, but you're funny. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, why are you mad at that? But then later fools understood because Jeff goes, hey, dog, like you're funny, but when are you going to let them know who you are? So I was just trying to be funny on topics, current shit. Yeah. I didn't know comedy yet. Yeah. I would just read the paper and be like, oh, shit, I'm going to make fun of this. I'm going to make fun of that. Well, the thing about what you were doing at the time was I'm sure it's fascinating. Like Mike Young. You know Mike Young? Uh, Mike, I think I've seen him. Mike Young is one of those guys that had a real life. Like when guys that have real lives do stand-up, they say things on stage that they don't mean to be funny but are so hilarious. Because, I understand you exactly Because they're, they're just being themselves. It's like Mike used to have this joke that I loved, and you were like, "Oh, you could tell he grew up rough." He's like, "You remember? I love this joke. I'm gonna tell this <laughs> joke right now." So, but the, he goes, uh, "He's like, man, we used to get into dirt when we were kids, but not bad. But we always had that one kid that took it too far. You go to toilet paper Brenda's house. He's like, yeah, and let's kidnap her fat dad. And you, <laughs> and, and it was just like, I bet he really had a friend who said yeah. that in a van. Fuck yeah. But like, that's what I bet people." fucking were fascinated with you because it was just real yeah dude i i mean i belonged to a gang like we were dumb fucks like we were just dumb fuck kids that didn't know like we were dumb fuck young kids like we were like a gang that had money so really? it suck we all had we all had guns when we were like 14 15. are you serious serious dude like my friends got life at the age of 15 just for going to a party and these fools try to like shoot us so we had to shoot them back and like yeah it was crazy dude like it fucked up our whole football team <laughs> are you serious yeah because we were all gangsters but like playing football like we had parents but we just had to survive on what i lived on the border of santa Ana, anaheim yeah so it's like hey i'm in an okay neighborhood but if you go 100 feet that way get ready really fuck yeah so what how did you like how do you get how do you get involved with the gang like how does that even it's weird like I mean, you only get involved. For, for me, it was because I, we all knew each other since elementary. And then when we hit junior high, NWA came out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody was just like trying to be hard. And we were like, fuck, we're not going to let these fools punk us. So we became a party crew. Yeah. A group of guys that just hang out. We party together. You fuck with us. We'll fuck with you. And we used to go to gangster parties. And the really? gangsters were like, you're not from our hood. You and then we're like, fuck it then. And it just got crazy. Holy shit. How old are you at this time? About 15. 15. Yeah. And then when do you start dressing like a cholo? I started dressing like a cholo when I was like 14, 13 and a half. Like eighth, going into eighth grade. It was weird because like I used to wear gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to fucking be on the dance team in seventh grade. Like we had like a hip hop team. Yeah. And then eighth grade hit and I was like, fuck this. It's the style, and my friends are doing it. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, that's what you do. I mean, you get you like I, like I said to someone the other day. I was like, we started smoking pot when we were fourteen. Oh shit! And but I only did it because my friends were doing it, and it just you know it just seemed like you know like I don't know. It's like I didn't put much thought in. It, I just did it, and then next thing you know. And then I said the other day, I was my daughter's 12. I was like, I would break my fucking heart if you started yeah. smoking pot in two years. Like, what was wrong with me? Like, that, <laughs> but, but you end up getting into it. Define to everyone, like, what, how is Cholo? What are, like, Cholo acceptable uh, clothing options? Uh, back in those days, we used to rock Nike Cortezes, the black ones, yeah. with, like, size 48 to 42 Levi's, completely eye increased down, white T-shirt with one crease in the front and one in the back, and just... 
or like back then we used to wear Georgetown Raiders, uh, big ass jerseys. Really? Yeah, just like I don't. You remember? You ever seen American Me? Uh, like are you that. shitting me? Yeah, like fuck yeah. That's the shit I was like trying to be. It was weird. Really? But you know what's crazy is I was always that funny fucking dude. Yeah. Like I would be making fun of other trolls and shit. Like it was, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And such a different set of life experiences than I think I've ever had or I've ever known. Uh, like just to have that. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Uh, I would say like about ninth grade. Okay. And it was weird too because like the girl did it to me. Really? Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of like Richard Pryor's joke where he's like, you don't know, like when that shit comes out, you're on, what the fuck is that at? I've never jacked off and that's come out. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. It was weird. And what are those girls dressing like? Oh, they were trying to be like us, like big pants, really? fucking hairspray all up, eyeliner, little tops. But it was just so weird, so sexually active. It was like, we're going to kick it, and you guys are going to do what we want. We'll do what you want. We got beer. We got Cisco. We got weed. Shut up. Now we have old funk. What's old funk? <laughs> old funk's the music we listen to. Oh, really? Yeah, like Zap and Roger, Gap Band, the Barkays, Ozone. I mean, this is like, I mean, it. you know, this is like, <laughs> it's like almost straight out of a movie. Yeah. No, dude, it was. My life was like a weird movie back then. And then check this out. I'm captain of the football team. Yeah. And fucking at night, I'm robbing fools with my friends. We used to get keys and break into garages. Like, I was a, I was a fuck up. I, I, I trip out. But, like, I was a cool fuck up. I never really – I didn't bully people at school because I was a cool guy at school. Like, all the white kids loved me because I grew up with them. And they're like, George, I can't let you guys do this shit to us. Yeah. Like, because they were doing my homework for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you know what I mean? Like, I was that cool fool that was like, hey, you guys want to join? They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, George." Like, I knew these kids since I was a kid. So there wasn't there wasn't any real line. It was almost like it was blurred. Yeah, that's fucking insane. So I got away with shit, dude. I remember like I have tattoos all across my body. Are you serious? Serious. And like I remember my first tattoo. I was fifteen, and like we had football where you swim with a team. And I was like, I looked at all the parents that were like, "You're not a gangster, George. You're just." Growing up in this era, and I remember they were like, you want to take your shirt off? And I was like, I, I kept my shirt on because I was so embarrassed. I don't want these parents to be like, what the fuck? What, what was your tattoo? I had Orange County on my shoulders and my last name on my stomach. Oh, shut up. Yeah. yeah you are tatted up. Yeah, and like, I'm all the way up, and I got my arms and my leg, and like, yeah. How do you get someone to give you a tattoo at 15? Ugh. <laughs> my best friend's dad was like the leader of another gang yeah we used to always hang out at his house and i was like hey let me get one and they're like go ahead shut the fuck up yeah now what's your mom saying about the, all this oh, my, I'm, I'm hiding it and plus my, my mom is dealing with the fuck my poor mom i was such a bad kid bert <laughs> for reals really? i was fucking whore i remember i used to run away when i was like 10 because like i would get no attention from my house i'd be like fuck these fools and you got five you got there's five, it's a big family yeah and my dad was like gangster as hell my dad was gangster dude like really? my dad had four other families before us are you serious serious my mom's his fifth wife so like he works two jobs one to pay child support and then one for us, because yeah. he has seven other kids with other women. Holy shit. <laughs> Telling you, bro. And uh, so, and on his off time, he's a coyote. 
It's like a, a someone that brings people over the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, gets yeah, paid. yeah. I've heard of that. I used to I used to say that. I used to say it wrong. I used to say coyote. Yeah, because uh, I, I had a joke about Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, saying that she was a coyote. <laughs> ah, wow. I've never talked about this shit. But my yeah. dad, my dad passed away. He can't get locked up no more. He, when did he pass? Uh, right before I got the same year I got locked up, two thousand six. Really? Yeah. How did he die? Uh, stroke. He was old. He really? was yeah. He was he was old. My dad was twenty years older than my mom. Wow. Yeah. And so he's bu- he's busting his ass to keep his head above water. Your mom's got fucking five kids, and you're in a weird way. You get to just kind of do what you want to do. I get to be me. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and and I'm pulling off like C's and B's, so they're like, "Soul's not really fucking up." Yeah, it's just close. Yeah, but you remember those days? Like I used to steal bikes from the arcade. I wasn't a bully, but I'd punk you if you're a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you were a fucker, I'd punk you. Yeah, fuck, I miss those days. <laughs> no, wait, what was it like going from that lifestyle just right into the comedy? Where comedy is such a weird. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking place. Like I remember one time, someone, my buddy Eddie, is uh, is Cuban, uh-huh. but he's like a man. Like you know, like we grew up as we grew up as men. Like yes. like it's things that trust me. I get that vibe from you. Yeah, like these the kids. <laughs> when you go to this, to, when you go to like you, I went to the improv one time, and this kid like was yelling, and, oh, he, and, and I was like, he was yelling at Eddie Ift, and I remember oh. thinking, I remember thinking, that better not come my way because I'll hit him. Like I, you, I, you can't. You can't – I'm not saying that I'm tough, but there's a certain level where I go, hey, man, let's not forget we're all – we're men. We're, we're men, exactly. Yeah, like, in comedy, that doesn't fucking exist. If that's what pisses me off sometimes. It's like, look, dog, you might have more credits than me. Yeah, you might have more credits. I will slam your ass Fuck and that. show you man credits. It's like it's this fucking make-believe world we live in oh, in L.A. So it where it's like – it's so funny. You go to like West – West Hollywood or Beverly Hills or and like people cut people off in traffic and guys will get out and talk shit and then I remember one time I got <laughs> I, I, I was on Detroit Street I used to live on Detroit there's a um, Starbucks right there and I was trying to get my <laughs> my bathing suit from my sister's house they live above the Starbucks okay so I kind of like pulled in and flipped around and kind of parked sloppily it was early in the morning and uh, my sister stood on my bathing suit, and there's this guy in a teal BMW, and he got fucking pissed. And he yeah. was like, you, you could hear him like, zoom, 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 like oh, yeah. trying to park. And then he like, I took off, I got to the light, and he got out and started talking shit. That t- like, by the way, this is when I was younger, and I still had that vibe. Like, I think <laughs> yeah, that vibe's like, gone don't disrespect me. me. Like, I just, I remember getting out of my car. I go, you want to talk like a man? Come out in the street and act like a man. Yeah. And then everyone was at Starbucks like. Oh, <laughs> and he just looked at me, and I was like, "Then go the fucking side." Yeah, and I was like, "Cause that, like, I don't mind getting." I, I like back then, my I just had kids, and I was like, uh, I, "I was like, I don't mind fucking throwing down." Because that's Florida, dude. If someone pulled you up, cut you off in traffic, it's going down. You're fighting. You're fist yeah. fighting. Or they had guns. I mean, yeah. it's fucking insane. Yeah, over there, it's open carry. Right? Open carry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had so many times gun pulled on me in traffic in Florida. Where a guy just pulls out a gun, taps yeah. on his window, and, and you're you like, just go straight. Okay, I guess this is over. <laughs> you win. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was it like coming into comedy with like a real vibe, and you see guys like that are that are like uh, <laughs> that just they're they're almost, and it's almost like they they try to punk you on purpose. You know, I, I've never been asked this, man, and it's something that I fight to this day. It's uh, you have to real. From the beginning, I was that kind of fool that was like, I remember it was me, Jeff Garcia, 
Edwin, and we had like a little crew. And back then, Jeff Garcia had beef with Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. So, and it was Gabriel Iglesias, Felipe, and Martin. So it was kind of like, in my head, I was like, I can't wait to see these fools because I'm going to fuck these fools up to show these fools I'm loyal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Shut up. I'm not lying to you. And uh, the weird shit is, you know, I'm so new to it. I don't even know who the fuck they are. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm, I'm doing a club called Wild Coyote. I don't even know who they are, but you're like loyal as fuck. Yeah. Say your name's Gabriel. Yeah. Say Fluffy in a sentence. Yeah. I was like, I'll <laughs> fuck this 300-pounder up, dog. Like, uh, I'm trying to get spots. Say Fluffy in a sentence. <laughs> and uh, we show up to Wild Coyote, uh, and uh, uh, I go up, and I kill yeah. And then Felipe goes up and he kills. And I yeah. go, hey, man, what's your name? And he's like, Felipe, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm George. And we're just kicking it off. Then he was just like, hold up. Are you that cholo that opens for Jeff? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He goes, hey, homie. I'm, I'm, and then, like, it was over. Yeah. The beef was over. Immediately. Immediately. And I was like, fuck, what am I doing? Like, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but, I mean, you know, some fools would try to, like, do that whole, like, hey, homie, I've been doing this shit for years, so you can go up after me. And I'd be like, all right, I really ain't tripping since you said it like that. But, like, if fools would try to come at me correct, I would do a little checking back then. And I had to realize you can't do that no more. Yeah. Because uh, the whole reason is, like, you're in Hollywood now. This is business. It's not the streets where someone gives you emotion. You have to react on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right yeah. here, if someone talks shit to me, it's kind of like. Oh shit! All right, thank you. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Like it's it's weird. Like there's because it does fuck. Like the other night, uh, I got bumped by Tosh and Judd Apatow. Oh shit! And like no, those are legal bumpings. <laughs> pretty big bumps. <laughs> pretty big bumps. I've been follow both of them, and I was yeah. like, and I'm. There is a real reaction where your head goes. I've been on TV for seven fucking years. I've been doing yeah. stand up for seventeen years. Like fuck, and, and then it does hurt because you're like Tosh. Deserves to bump me. I mean, yeah. he's the, one of the biggest comics in our country. Yes. Uh, Judd Apatow deserves to bump me. You rationalize that. But there is part of your fucking heart that's like, the yeah. fuck, man? Because it almost defines who you are. You're like, hey, just Bert. Like, your brain's going, Bert, you're below them, just so you know. Yeah. You're like, no shit, I know I'm below them. I didn't need to know that today. <laughs> it even hurts more when you're like, I've been here for a fucking hour, dog. Yeah, oh, dude, I've been <laughs> sitting for a while. Yeah. And like, it was just like, yeah, the, but that... That's funny. Yeah, Felipe is one of those fucking guys. He makes me laugh so fucking. <laughs> yeah, hard. yeah. Felipe is very funny, man. Very funny. And and uh, I'll get to another story. Oh fuck, dude! I went to so many crazy shit. And uh, so okay, I meet him, and it was completely over. Yeah. Like we started kicking it. You know, I kicked it with him. I never really met Gabriel. Hung out just a couple times. We hung out, but I realized all the stories that I heard. I was like, you know what? I can't be fighting these other guys' battles. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna make it my battle. And then I noticed I couldn't get up at spots because of shit like that. People were like, "Nah, dog, nah, dog." Really? Yeah. <clears throat> and then it was weird. After that, I uh, second year in a comedy. I fucking I win MTV's Yo Mama. Really? Yeah, I win that shit. Second year in a comedy. Second year in a comedy. So now I got these promoters like, "Yo, man, you want a headline? You want a headline? You because the show was like number one ratings." Yeah. And I was like, I can't. I only have like 20 minutes. So I just, yeah. 
And then I get Showtime by SL Comedy Slam. Me, Joey Diaz, Johnny Sanchez, Jeff Garcia. Then I get locked up. How the fuck? Imagine that. Two major credits and I can't even use them. I can't even. Like, I went on the road only when I I get locked up. I, my brother bails me out. And then I fight it for a year and a half. So only for a year and a half I could write those credits. But I can't leave because... I'm fighting a case. You can't go anywhere. You got to stay in Southern California. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. So you went, you got, you got, the guy you got in a fight with saw you on MTV. Saw me on MTV, yo mama. I was like, yeah. Shut. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. So let's back. Let's, I'm going to, you want another beer? Yeah. Like, so, so. You're locking me back up. Let me get another beer. (laughs) The, um. So, let me break it down for you better. Okay. So, at this time, I'm making money DJing at a strip club in the daytime. I'm daytime DJ at a strip club, but then at night, I go out and tell jokes. It's a Friday night, 6 o'clock. I got half hour left on my shift. I'm like, fuck, yeah, I made 300 today. I'm going to go out tonight. Out of nowhere, they fucking raid the strip club. What? <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me? I'm not shitting you. They raid the strip club, and I don't even dress like a gangster no more. That's the funny shit. I'm wearing a Nintendo windbreaker. With <laughs> <laughs> blue jeans, and the cops are like, where's George Perez? Where's George Perez? And then the fucking manager's like, he's right there, and they look at me like, yeah, George Perez? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, we're taking you in. Uh you have the right to remain signed, right with my shit, whoop de woo, whatever. And you had no idea what this was about. I didn't even know what I thought that shit was over. That shit yeah. happened like four years ago. What ha- what was it? Was it just like at a bar or a We park? were at a we were at the park playing basketball mm-hmm. and you know how it's men and men elbowing each other yeah. and he caught me good, dude. Like to the point where I had to be like, Hey dog, check yourself and he was just like, Fuck you. White and dude. me thinking I'm hard, White no dude. one's gonna fuck me. No. Mexican. Oh, he's Mexican? Yeah. Oh shit! This whole time I thought he was a white guy. No, he's so his name was like Bradley. <laughs> See, just because he was telling her. Because <laughs> he fucking snitch. <laughs> what kind of Mexican is this? He's <laughs> Orange County one, bro. Shut up! So you're playing basketball. We elbow each other. We're playing. I'm kind of good in basketball. Yeah. So he's like, he's getting beat by a gangster. Somebody playing with fucking Nike Cortezes. My socks are all high. I got yeah. a wife beater on, and I'm clowning fools. Yeah. And. After that, we start talking shit. He swings, and it was over after that. I completely whipped his ass. Like, how many punches? I would say about 25, 30. Are you? No, because he wouldn't leave me alone. Like, you know when you beat yeah. someone up, and then you slam him, and you're like, all right, dude, stop. He was like, nah, nah, dog. And, like, I, was a, I wasn't that kind of a guy that would hit you when you were down. Yeah. So I let him pop up, and I'd just be like, fuck. And he was one of those fools. Like, I hope they, I wish they could see this, but he swung over on you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and those, I would just, He's just throwing haymakers yeah. like, a, like a windmill. And I would just step to the side and be like, boom. Shut up. And I'm in complete fucking shape, man. I mean, I just got done playing high school football for four years. I'd, How old are you at the time? 21 when I did yeah. this I'm like I don't fuck around I think I even shot up steroids one cycle right before that really yeah just to be like fuck it I want to get big real quick yeah. and then I was just like <laughs> so you you definitely worked this guy I worked this guy and it was it was weird cause like I remember one time like I hit him and I stopped smoking a cigarette and he was like nah dog give me another run 
Are you serious? You wouldn't leave the park until the last one. I just caught him, and he just, that was it. And he went down. Yeah. So the charges they had on me, I guess I broke his eye socket. Yeah. Like his eye socket broke right here, so he had to have a metal plate. So they gave me aggravated assault, um, assault and battery, and then a GBI, a great bodily injury. And a GBI carries a three-year enhancement Shut to up. your fucking time. But the kid came in in like a in like in like a wheelchair or something. Yeah. <laughs> he came in there like someone like helping him up and shit, like really? walking him. It was like he did it like when he testified. I almost wanted to cry. I was like, "Fuck, man! I didn't think I did this to you." But but what 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 like was he in really bad shape when he for real? He wasn't was in it? bad shape. It was just like he knew how to pull this shit off. He in his head. This is what I think. He was like, man, I see this fool on TV. I see him on Showtime. This fool's balling. Not yeah. knowing all I got was two G's for those fucking shows. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He saw you and was like, I'm going to press charges and then sue him. And, get and I'll paid. get all that money. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I went to court and I lost. And I remember I went to court in a suit. And that, like... I thought when you lost the case, they let you go home, tell your family, hey, I'm going to get locked up. I got a couple of days. They fucking yeah. took me right there. Really? Yeah. And it was weird because I had full custody of my son. How old is your son? My son's like eight at this time. Eight or nine. Really? Now, Georgie's in sixth grade, so he's about 10 or 11. Yeah, Georgie's older. And I have another son, too, I don't have full custody of, but we, I'm always, I'm in, I'm in my kids' lives all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm a dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's sometimes it's hard to be like, I can't do a spot dog. I got my kids this weekend. Dude, I, I'm, That's the I hardest that, shit I ever. I say that all the time. I go, I told Adam, I, when I first started working at the store, I go, hey, just a heads up. I'm a dad first. Yeah. And like, I can do a spot a week, but I can't do like, like, and I want to, but I can't because I, I'm like tonight, the Rams game and we got, we're, <laughs> we're big Rams fans now. So we're all the girls are coming back here. Fuck yeah. It's like, you know. But yeah, I know that feeling. I'm exactly that way. So, oh fuck! So you had, you had a kid at the time. Yeah, full custody. But Did my your mom take that over? Nah, my brother. My brother's a great man, and he had his his kids were the same age, so they were like. And back then, my brother's weird, dude. He's atheist, married to a Christian teacher at Calvary Chapel. So my my son went through a change. Like I felt like I got locked up, and so did he, because he went from. <laughs> For reals, he went from like a hood school to like I go to Calvary Chapel, dog. Shut up, yeah. But it was great. Yeah, so, <laughs> it wasn't so, great, but it was like. So they 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 come at you, they arrest you, and then they tell you you got um, you get press charges for a fight, and you automatically knew what fight it was. No, I didn't. They told me, and then they were like, "All right, cool." Then I got my holding cell. So now, after I get arrested for this shit and lost in court, you have to wait for sentencing. So I'm in the county, and they put me in, like, this place called GE's. It's called the Gladiator Yard because you're in a cubicle of about 180 to 200 inmates mixed race. Fuck that. I don't know. All I know from movies is that's not good. No. And I was only there for, like, a month and a half, and a riot broke out. And I haven't even got fucking sentenced yet. That's the same call you get. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm uh, chilling in the hole. You know what the hole is, right? Solitary confinement. They gave it to me for like 29 days. 
Really? Yeah. And then I go to court, and in there they don't give you a razor or nothing because they're scared of suicide. So I go to court with a beard like you, hair, and a really? red jumpsuit, making me look like the fucking criminal of criminal ever. But I had a great lawyer, and uh, they only gave me three years because, like, I was doing good, though, man. Like, I stopped gangbanging. I never got into a fight after that. Like, the judge showed, like, wow, you take care of your son. A lot of comedians came and spoke for me. Really? Like, a lot of people, like, I had, like, at least 400 letters. And even the judge was like, damn, 400 people took out of their time. He's like, I'm not going to give you the enhancement, but I'm going to give you three years, bro. What, is, what, is, is there a part? I mean, like, do you feel like if you were white, you would have gotten out of it? Fuck yeah. Like, because, I, you know, I, when I heard, all I heard when I heard the story is I wouldn't have gone to jail. Like, <laughs> I just, I knew that. I was like, no, my dad would have got me out of it. Like yeah. that that's the way I feel. Like people talk about white privilege and they go, It's not real. It's fucking totally real. The system is set to fuck up Mexican and black dudes in LA. It is that is what it's set to do. Well, it's it's population control. You know what I mean? It's like uh keep us in there. Uh our kids will see it. They'll want to come in there too because it's what they see. But hey, don't get me wrong, there was a uh that's only in California. Yeah. Because the prison is just white boys like a motherfucker in there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was uh, – was the judge sympathetic? Like, yeah, you, you get, know, he was cool. Did you get to tell them, like, listen, this guy started the fucking fight? No, I couldn't testify. Why not? Because uh, it makes you look like a snitch. And and if you yeah <laughs> yeah I'd be like snitch it up <laughs> yeah I couldn't it was just like in my head I was like fuck it they got like it, it came to a point in life where it turned me into a man too because like I remember my mom telling me she was like hey for a real man just says you fucking did it and you go do your fucking time and you get out and you realize you did something wrong and you did your time and you're not gonna do it no more and when that's that shit hit me that's fucking deep yeah and I was like fuck it I did it all right I did it. Fuck it, let's go. And so you just walked in like I just yeah, this it, is going down. Yeah, it, it, it was cool. I mean, the weird part is, since being a gangster, being as a kid, like I knew people in there, yeah. so it kind of fucked me up. Like my buddy was in there, Brian Betzel, crazy white boys that lived in our, in our, in our neighborhood. One of yeah. them played for the Angels. I'm talking baseball phenomenon family, and yeah. he's in there with me, and I'm just tripping the fuck out, like. What the fuck are you doing here? I was like, my friends were in there. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. But he helped me out. He gave me like, because when you get in, you don't have shit. You go and you don't have no food. All you have is a, they give you this thing called the kitty package. The government gives you two bars of soap that have no fucking name on them. It's like, come, it's like psoriasis, ashes put together with lotion. Shit. <laughs> That's that's some real shit. Then they give you a toothbrush like as big as a finger, um, a little wash rag, two pairs of socks, a jumpsuit, two pairs of underwear, and two old white t-shirts. So this fool seeing me was like, don't even trip, dog. Shot me soup, coffee, a cup, and I was just like, fuck yeah. You know? Yeah. That was my first time ever getting shit from like on a prison yard. That's so wait, so they like, this sounds so silly, but I guess there's no, like, introductory class to prison. Like, they just put you in, and they're like, <laughs> I, it's, it starts now. You ready for this? There's one video. They show you a video? Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like a weird video. It's, like, made for white people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
It's like it's like to me, it's one of the best sketches that's never ever been seen. Yeah. They show these two white guys and they walk in and one of them puts his arm on them and they're like, make sure nobody puts their arm around you. Then it shows Are him stabbing them on the side because they got so comfortable. Yeah. And then it shows somebody put a Snickers bar in your bunk and then they gave him Pruno. And then they fucked him in the ass. It's fuck, but they don't show him getting fucked in the ass, but they just show like, don't be nobody's bitch. That's what the, the <laughs> video's about? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I don't know if I was hallucinating, but that was the video. So you, like, you get, you're in your suit. They say guilty. You don't get a suit automatically. No, 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 in, in court. Yeah. They, you're in your suit. They I'm in a, guilty. like, fucking custom tailored suit. And they say guilty. And then I, it's weird. This crazy show. The inmates are looking at me like, what the fuck, eh? Like, they were like, you must have been a, bu- a big time drug dealer. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, nah. It's weird because, like, you know, there's rules in there. You don't talk about your case or shit. Really? Court. Because a lot of these fools can be fucking snitches. You don't know who you're around. A lot of these fools in there will be like, hey, man, I talked to that fool and he told me he did it. Give me time off. It's so fucking really? grimy, bro. It's grimy. You stick to yourself. And luckily, my dad put me up on game. He's like, just shut the fuck up. Don't tell no one your case. Nobody. Nobody. Because, dude, it's happened. Like, I've, I've, I've heard fools in there that are lifers that will snitch on your ass to get time off for privileges. What the fuck they got to lose? They're in there for life. They're trying to get shit. Yeah. You know? It's, Yeah. Wow, what a quick turn this story took. What a fucking crazy <laughs> dude! Like, it's crazy. Is that your was that your first time in jail? No, it was my first time in prison. So, what, like, what is the difference between jail and prison? Oh, uh, jail cops are the biggest pussies of them all. They're sheriffs. You know, not, I would say eighty percent of them because they fucking remember this one motherfucker man. He was trying to be a punk to me and shit. He was a he was a. I got bailed out, and he was a. No disrespect, but he was just one of them young white boys. It was on steroids and shit, and I could tell Mexicans fucked with him. Yeah. So he was out for us, dog. Really? <laughs> I remember one time he, like, when you're in court, when you go to court, they give you lunch sacks. It's like two oatmeal cookies, a piece of carrot, celery, and piece of bread, mustard, and a fucking bologna with those black things in it. Yeah. And that's what you eat. And he was like, hey, pass this out. And I'm not going to pass out food to any other race in there because I know the consequences. We'll t- I don't want to talk about that, but I'm just telling you, I know the consequences. Like, oh, I ain't passing on shit. And he fucking, like, checked me, bro, like, kind of, like, hit me, but he didn't and moved me. He's like, well, get the fuck out the way then. And in my head, I was like, fuck. Should I react to this? Like, I'm, uh, uh, should I punch him back? And then later, he was like, pass out the milks. And I was like... You're tripping, dude. Like what? Like he wanted to get me in a mix. Really? Yeah. So he's trying to set you up to do something that you can't do in prison. Yeah. Or you can't do in jail because second you do it, there's repercussions. And then the most fucked up part about it is, is uh, <laughs> when I got released, he was the guard that walked me out. Are you serious? Yeah. And I, and I remember just going, hey, I'm going home, bro. And he was just like, I'm not your fucking bro. You're a fucking loser. I don't know how you got money. And I was like. Duh, you might think I'm a loser, but I put money. People you love and your family is going to see me on TV and they're going to laugh. Because he didn't know I was on MTV. I got locked up up during filming MTV Your Mama. Really? Yeah. Like, I just won that season. That's so fucking... (laughs) 
Dude, I had all this shit over my head. I remember like going up on shows and yeah. It's almost like you don't want to you like in the, during the time you're waiting for this case to go to go to trial, you're almost like fuck, man, more shit's coming my way. Yeah. Like this is just going to suck. Did you tell people you're like, "Hey, I, I know you have interest in I know I got some heat right now, but I'm going to jail for a little bit." I didn't tell nobody, bro. Really? Yeah, only people that knew was Edwin San Juan, Jeff Garcia, and uh yeah, those are the only two I mean, other fools knew that were like, but like as far as the business world, yeah, no, dude. I was supposed, to, I was booked to be on Latino Comedy Festival, and I remember going to audition. Killing Pet Buckles was loving me. She was Gabriel's manager back yeah. then. And then I fucking got locked. Every time I talk about getting locked up, that shit goes fucking off. I love rings. it. I love it. Who is it? Oh, my I, don't know, I hope it's not it. my pro officer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you killed it, and then you had to go to jail. Yeah. Nah. And then I'm on Showtime Paso Comedy Slam, and I'm in Bakersfield, Wasco Prison, and you get TVs in the day room, and it says, this weekend from Paso Comedy Slam. And I'm just like, I could have been on that fucking tour. Shut up. Just watching it. What's, it, what's that like? It, I mean. It hurts, bro. It fucking hurts. You don't just. It, I mean, it hurts. But at the same time, my mom's telling me, accept what the fuck you did, and you'll get over this. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck it. I remember before I got locked up, Angela Johnson wasn't hot. She was barely getting hot. And I'm locked up and I see her on Mad TV. And then I was like, fuck, whoa. Yeah. And then I was like, whoa. Like, it was weird, bro. It By was the way, weird. she got hot so quick. She, literally, you could have been in jail for the weekend. Yeah. Like, she blew up. Yeah. Over but, fucking But night. it was weird because back then, she, like, she was funny. But everybody just wanted to fuck her. Yeah. So they they weren't booking her because she wasn't giving it up. Yeah. She's Christian. Yeah. I was booking her because I'm thinking, like, you're going to bring a lot of people to my show. Yeah. A lot of girls like you. Yeah. And you're kind of funny. You're cool. And, yeah, man. You know, I, I got to give her prop shot on Angela. When I, when I got out of prison, a lot of people looked at me different. And she walked up to me, gave me a fucking hug, took a picture of me, and showed all her followers, yo, check this fool out. Really? And that, to me, was like, Hey, thank you, man. Yeah. Really? Dude, when I got out of prison, a lot of people were like, you still a comic? And I was really? like, what the fuck, bitch? All right. Yeah. So wait, so... so it, Sorry, we, no, I go no, no, forward no, and is, back. No, no, no. I'm, it's, uh, this is like... Exa- <laughs> like uh, Listen to the David Taylor podcast. Uh, the whole time I was like, wait, I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> so like when you're... Are you writing comedy in jail, in prison? Fuck No. Really? Fuck are you, no. Are you trying consciously to stay out of trouble? Fuck Or are you like no. just trying to Fuck survive? no. I'm just like, it's a program in there. You got to get up, clean yourself, be a man, uh, go to yard, eat. Like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to find food. It's like, I mean, I got shit, but I need more shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's a different political world in there. There's no, there's no time to be like... I mean, I was in a two-man cell for a little bit, but then after that, they put me in these hundred-man barracks. Whoa. And How I, do you sleep with a hundred dudes around you? Talhawk. I had headphones, and yeah, it was fucking hard. It was hard. It was, I remember at nights, I wouldn't sleep. Like, I still have this insomnia. Like, I'll just stay up, and then I'll sit on my bed, because at 5 o'clock in the morning, they do a count to make sure you're all still there, and it's fucking weird. I'll get up at 5 in the morning and just sit on the edge of my bed, like... 
I gotta make sure these fools know I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah. fucking insane. So you're not thinking about comedy; you're just thinking about surviving. Yeah, and then this is this is the crazy shit that happens. Bert is a guard recognizes me. He's like, motherfucker, I used to go watch you at the Ontario Improv because I'm locked up by Ontario Improv on my last year, like year and a half. So you, they moved you around from. They move prisons? you around. My points dropped. I didn't get in too much trouble. <laughs> And I got to a lower yard where you had more privileges. Really? But it was a rock and roll yard. Like, it was called the Hotel California. There's 12 floors of fucking inmates. Holy and going shit. down those stairs is a fucking death threat. What do you mean? There's no guards in those stairs. Oh, really? Yeah. And movements, movement, my friend. Like, you can be pushed and you're dead. Because it's just solid concrete. It's not like they have a handrail. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have Holy careful by p- pedestrians. Fuck. Yeah. And now, are you only hanging out with Mexicans? That's all I'm allowed to. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm hanging out with Mexicans. So I'm hanging out with whites. You know, you work with other races, but you got to respect the code. You know? The code is you don't fuck around. The code is, you know, the less. It's kind of like, excuse me. It's kind of like a political move. Why would I want to hang out with another race and we have a confrontation and now a riot breaks out just because I was talking to another race? Yeah. I, so I just I kicked it as much as I could with someone that was just like, all right, I had it was me and you only. Only me and you had to settle this. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you automatically do you like get do you, when you go in, do you get involved with a gang again or are you just like? Stay There's no such things as gangs in prison, Bert. Oh, really? <laughs> is that what you're supposed to say? Once again, George Perez said it. There is no such things <laughs> as gangs in prison. This is my disclaimer. Once again, there is no such uh, things as gangs in prison. We are all a happy family. <laughs> oh, fuck. I wouldn't last uh, very long in prison. Yeah, you would. No. You would, dog. I would. I. You would because, uh, you know. Whites is a race that I hung out with a lot in there, and I had a yeah. lot of white boy friends. You remind me of my homeboy in there. He was cool as fuck, dude. Yeah. Cool as fuck. And he just had a drug problem. That's all he had. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all he had. No, but I'm talking hardcore tweaker. Oh, really? Yeah, like he would rob houses because he was scared to ask his family for money. It's like some people, yeah, they just had this, like, nah, I get to disrespect my mom and ask her for and steal from her. I'm going to steal from other people. <laughs> Jesus Christ Yeah and he was huge dog Really? Yeah and I, I got to know him because in prison They got this thing called concert night On Fridays it's like an open mic It's pretty crazy Really? Yeah and he was singing Sublime to the T Really? To the T And I was just like fuck this fool's bad And then but drugs Yeah but in there he wasn't doing them So he was did like you, Did you see him once he got out? No. Have you ever seen someone you saw in prison? Yes, I see a lot of them. Really? Yeah. The first fucking time, bro, Russell Peters was cool as fuck. And he goes, hey, man. Oh, what a crazy fucking trip. Six months out of prison, I'm doing Nokia Live. What's that, a 4,000 fucking seater? Fuck. <laughs> and someone in the audience after the show goes out there was like, hey, fool, I was in Norcore with you. Crazy white boy. And I was like, I remember you, dog. Yeah, I was the first time. Then other guys I kept contact with. I talked to a lot of my friends. Really? Actually, um, some of them are doing real good. One of my best friends in prison, 14 years. He got locked up when he was 14, did 18 years. Got locked out when he was 31, 32. We, I'm proud of him. We still talk. Really? And he's yeah. out now? He's out now. He's tripping out, dude. I bet. Yeah, he's he was tripping out. Like He got out. 
Went to Hawaii because he was like, fuck California. I'm yeah. going to go to Hawaii where there's no gangs. <laughs> yeah. Because parole's hard, bro. That's what. That's the thing I always think. I go, once you get... In the, once you get put in the system and you get put to, with those rules of like no booze, no alcohol, check in once a week, can't do this, can't do that, that's where you get caught up again. Like you got to get out of that system. You want to hear some fucking shit? And yeah. I don't think I can get busted for this, but uh, I was breaking parole when I got out of prison every yeah. month. Really? Because nobody would hire me. I'm a felon. I was trying to... I, I, you know, I had my kids to feed. I had to pay bills, bro. So I fucking like I worked at a car wash on the down low for a week. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was the fucking hardest shit ever working like, oh, fuck that shit. And then I, I started doing construction again. And then uh, I was like, fuck this, man. I can't do this shit. So I started taking road gigs. And uh, leaving the country was the scariest shit ever, man, because if I... If I get busted for breaking parole, that's automatic 90 days back in prison. Really? And they add on extra years to your parole. And, and I'm a high, what's that shit called? I'm, I'm a high control inmate. Like, say you're in the car with me. Anybody in the car with me gets a full body search. Really? Yeah. Like, they will, if there's a girl there, they'll fucking bring another girl, a girl agent to check us all. Like, when you're on parole, they fucking still own you. They used to knock on my door, come in my house. Really? They used to fuck yeah, dude. It was crazy. That's fucking insane. So wait, yeah. so so when <laughs> so when you get out of, when you get out of prison, do they tell you like if someone come by your thing and go, hey, you got a week left? Yeah, no, they they give you this thing called an S ducket, and an S ducket because when you're in prison, you have jobs, like uh, you you have to show up to your work or you have to show up. To, I went to school and I worked. And uh, if you don't go, you gave you more time because they want you to be a program inmate. It's kind of the rehabilitation bullshit. Yeah. So uh, the last two weeks, oh, fuck, how can I say it? You have a CDC card. On the back of your card, there's a thing that shows you your assignments. You're allowed to be on that yard at that time, and you're allowed to be on this yard. You you go to different shit. It's weird. It's, like, it's another world. It's a life. How is it? What's it like? Well, I, the thing that I think that would fuck me up. Like I, I got, we went to Alcatraz one night. Oh shit! And they put us in, they put me in a cell in one of the cells, and they locked it, and then they couldn't get it open. Like they, they were uh, like, oh fuck, we can't get it open. Give us a second, we got to call out because it's. I think it's now it's a national park, maybe. Yes. And they're like, we got to call out the guy. He'll figure it out. I was in that cell and they couldn't open it, and I started having a panic attack. How long? Like an hour? No, maybe like, maybe like. Maybe twenty minutes, thirty minutes. <laughs> An asshole. And I know, but I was like, when I was, I was, like, <laughs> I'm in that fucker twenty three hours a day. <laughs> I, all I could think was, if they put me in this for twenty three hours, I'd lose my fucking mind. I'd go Paris Hilton. Yeah. I'd be like, you I do. can't do this. Yeah, you do, bro. And, I, you and, do. and the other thing I can't do is, I I'm not real good with taking instruction for people I don't respect. Oh. And like that, I like those are all the problematic things about I, prison. I love you because you're so white right now. You're yeah. like, no, I can just see you in there. You don't need to yell at me, bro. I'm yeah. right here. <laughs> I'll do it if you ask nicely. Yeah. <laughs> like that would fuck me up. Is it? Is it like your first night? Are you just like, fuck? Nah, because you know I played sports and I'm used to, and then I just I know I I know how it is. 
I mean, I'm not really a bad dude. I yeah. just got caught up in this era of shit, and I backed up my friends and everybody that I, I just I. I mean, my brothers told me to do other shit, but I was hard headed. So, yeah. you know, it came to the point where it's like, hey, uh, it was, dude, life was transitioning for me right there. Life was, tra- and then a dude, like, nobody knows this, but like, I had a girlfriend when I was locked up that was pregnant by me. So, like, dude, I was having a daughter. When I, when I was in prison, my, my daughter was in my fucking baby's mom's stomach. That's what changed me the most. It's like the first time I see my daughter was at court because she was born when I was locked up. And the fucking judge was like, hey, man, go ahead. You can see your daughter. That's fucking insane. Yeah. And do you like is it is the is the hardest part about being in jail? Not being around your son? Fuck. Yeah. And both my sons and my daughter, it was fucking killing me, man. And like but at the same time, like you remember watching Dead Presidents? You remember? Yeah. Yeah. Where who who's the crazy one? Is that Lorenzo Tate? Uh, old dog, but he plays him in that movie. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Yeah, whatever his name is, but I remember he was like when Chris Tucker goes, "Hey man, you have a daughter back home," and he's like, "I can't think about that shit right now because if I do, I'm gonna lose in here." And in my head, I was like, "There's only certain time I could sit down and write them letters and like think of them." You couldn't. You couldn't. Other let that times shit you were just you. yeah, because it creeps. And then you become a hard timer. You start hard timing, and then like you just start being an asshole. You're gonna you're gonna get yourself caught up because you can't be disrespectful to people. If you you're gonna get caught up because other fuckers are hard timing too. And at, at, at the end of the day, I remember I was my buddy in there's doing eight years. This other guy's doing ten. This guy's doing twelve. And I'm going home in fucking a year and a half. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, homie, I've never seen you hard time. So keep that shit up because you're going home, dog. My fuckers in here ain't going home for ten years." Hard time and it's just fucking being like, oh man, I miss this. I miss my daughter. Yeah. I miss my dog. And fools are like, homie, I fucking haven't been home in eight years. Yeah. I haven't said a word. You know? So yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's so much shit. And so you find out you're getting out, you get out. What's like uh what's like the first thing that you're like 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 do I mean like how like how do you get out? Do they put you on a bus? Do people pick you up? Does someone show up in a limo? Great question, Bert. Great fucking question. So in the morning, they tell you, hey, roll it up. And before I get out, like, I don't want to leave. I'm kind of doing good. I have Levi's, badass jacket. I got Jordan shoes. So I looked at my friends. I go, hey, homie, who needs shoes? Who needs pants? And I gave all my stuff away to all my close buddies. Hey, who needs the TV? Yeah. Everybody giving shit. Because at the end of the day, there's that's outside for me. They don't have it in there. Yeah. So. I tell them, but I need something to leave. So I left for like the ugliest fucking clothes there. Yeah. So then you go to R&R. <clears throat> it's in prison. And like they, they look over your packages, see what you're sneaking out of prison. They make sure you don't want to be taking out any extra stuff. And uh, you wait in your holding cell. This happens like at 8 o'clock. In the morning? I, yeah. And so I, it's like, is that is that like a really, like what's that day feel like? Does that feel like? Fuck, bro. It's. I don't know. I've never had that feeling ever. It's just like you're in there. This is the crazy shit is you're in there with all your enemies. There's a black guy in front of you, a white guy, an Asian, and you're all like, we're going home, dog. (laughs) Shut up. No one's talking shit. The politics is done. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then some people and then have... And neo-Nazi and you guys are like, this is going to be a, such a yeah. great summer. Yeah. <laughs> like, and some people get mail-outs. Um, mail-outs is when your family sends you like clothes for you to, to go home in. Yeah. Me, I got lucky. My family sent me. So I had Levi's again. Nice little button-up and shoes and a belt. But it's all wrinkled and shit. Yeah. And then you wait till 12 o'clock. And then they go, all right. There's a van that's going to go to Greyhound. And then it's going to stop in the parking lot. You have 10 minutes. If nobody from your family picks you up, you got to jump in that fucking van and go to Greyhound. And you got to get the fuck out of here. If we find you out here later on, you're going to get violated. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so they go get, there's a van outside. No, okay. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me take you to, let me, I have to walk through this shit. Okay. So it's weird. So then they give you all your paperwork, your property. And there's this fucking huge gate that's like, if fucking Voltron was going to be released, <laughs> <laughs> then you hear, and you open that gate. <sighs> then there's a solid fucking gate, making sure you ain't getting out this bitch. <laughs> there's another fucking gate? <laughs> another gate. You look up, there's a fool with a fucking gun on the tower, like a gun on the tower, yeah. looking like super trooper cop, like those glasses on, tight yeah. outfit. Walk to the van. They open that gate. It's fucked up because I, I, I know so much of my rights. I remember telling that fool in my head, motherfucker, I'm a free man. Once I get out this gate, I'm released. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need this van. I can just walk. I, I, I live an hour from here, bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can call somebody, but I was just like, all right, fuck it. I go in the van and I fucking go in the parking lot and my fucking daughter's there with my baby's mom, bro. They're waiting for me. And that was just like... You know, I'm not a little bitch, but I fucking cried my ass off and fucking seen it. It was just like, fuck yeah. Then I was just like, look, stop. Because I know like, hey, man, like, don't 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 hug me too much. This clothes has been sitting in this prison for like eight months. I don't know if that's that's bad. Dude, prison I was at had such a wetback. I don't know if I can say it right. Abestos? Abestos. No, I have that in me sometimes. I be fucking words up. So, yeah, bro. And then, but it was weird because uh, I kept asking my girlfriend if I can do things. I'm like, hey, is it cool if I roll the window down? Hey, is it cool if I go to the restroom? She's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was so used to asking people to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then she took me to Disney Walk. I'd never been there in downtown Disney. And then yeah. my kids were waiting for me, my boys. And it was fucking awesome, dude. Really? Yeah. Your boys were waiting there and they fucking lose fuck their mind. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, yeah, it was awesome. And it's weird, too, because I'm completely fucking ripped. My kids are tripping on me. They're like, fuck, Dad, you look like you fucking just got out the army. I was like, I used to do 150 pull-ups a day, fool. Like, yeah, it was awesome. So was, got- do you, was there a part of you that had to, like, like you were still, you were still like, a little hard? Oh, I was institutionalized, bro. Really? Yeah. I remember, like, being mad because people walked by me and didn't say excuse me or they bumped me or someone touched me. Because when you're in prison, like there's like a rule I follow. Like I, I don't let no one within an arm distance by me that I don't know you. Yeah. So, and I'm like that. Like I remember waiting in line and the people were like, you can scoot up. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to be in this fool's backside. Like, he might think I'm going to do something. Yeah. And I didn't want them so close. So I just kept going. And, and it's weird because like 
I went to my brother's house and this fucker gave me the most fucked up outfit that doesn't match me. He gave me like an affliction t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> With some like beige, remember OP? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some beige OP khakis. So I must have looked like a fucking wannabe UFC fighter, kind of ripped. Just like, yeah, I'll fight anybody. It was. It's got to be crazy to see the amount of um, vulnerability people walk around with. Because oh you go to prison God. and everyone's guarded, and then you go to Disney Walk and they're like, <laughs> oh, dude, you took the words out of my mouth. I was like, I could rob all these motherfuckers right now. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking crazy. So then you, when you get out, what do you do? Like, are you like, are you like, I got to get right back into stand up? No way, man. Like, you know, my baby's mom was kind of tripping back then because like it fucked me up. Like before I got locked up, I'm a two and a half, three year, four year comic. Just like, bitch, I'm doing the road on tour. I'm making money. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck. And then now I'm just like, damn. And comedy took a fall. Yeah, I got what released two thousand nine. Oh, I remember being on the road then. <laughs> yeah, two thousand nine. Like, yep, dude. That's when they were cutting all our rates on the road. Mm-hmm. You call up and you'd be like, you get your dates, and they'd be like, "Listen, they're gonna have to bump you down." And yeah. you're like, "What?" I didn't even know that. Like, oh. I was just trying to get up. Oh, that you. It was it, that was a t- really tough time for comedy. Fuck yeah! And then that's when they started doing the bringer shows. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they've probably always done bringer shows, but man, I mean, I remember, I remember distinctly doing the road in two thousand six, two thousand seven, and I my like I think two thousand six, I got my first set of offers, and it was thirteen hundred dollars to do oh, the headline. Shit. Then it was fifteen hundred dollars next year. Then it was, then it was, I want to say it was seventeen hundred dollars, and then in two thousand nine, they're like, it's going to be thirteen hundred dollars wow. again. And you're like, wait, wait, I've been, that's not how this works. My my rate goes up. And they're like, yeah, yeah we're, it's, we're having a really rough time. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's fucking. But you know what? I, I, um, I, I kind of feel it's fucked up because uh, before I got locked up, I got kind of close to Russell Peters. Yeah. Like we, I, I didn't even know he was like this famous rich comic. Yeah. I seen him at the Laugh Factory and we were just always cool with each other. So when I got out, Russell Peters was, uh, I got to put this out there, man. He was great. He invited me to his house for Thanksgiving, gave me some clothes. He's like, hey, dog, I know you don't have. And I wouldn't. He's like, hey, dog, don't tell me no. Yeah. Look at my fucking closet. And you walk into like a fucking closet that's bigger than your house. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're like, what the fuck? He's like, I don't wear that shit no more. And I was like, no, no, no. So he gives me some clothes. And then, yeah, he helped me out a lot, man. He helped me out a lot. Like he took me. He he took me to the factory and told Jamie, Jamie. He's fucking funny and put me up and I was I was doing all right. But that wasn't the first time I did stand up. The first time I did stand up was the worst ever. And then it made me back. Right back, right when you got out the first time doing stand up? Yeah, because like I didn't want to do it because my baby's mom was tripping and then like I was scared. Yeah. I was scared, bro. And then uh Joey Diaz called me up. What's going on, cocksucker? <laughs> He's like, I'm at the Bray Improv. And I was like, all right, all right. He's like, just come hang out. I miss you. And I yeah. was like, all right. So I show up. It's fucking Joey, Edwin San Juan, and Jeff Garcia. And he goes, hey, you're headlining tonight. Gives me the money. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm cool, bro. Just, I can't hang out. He goes, nah, nah, nah. And I had to follow that fool that night. 
Oh, and my God. It was the first 10 minutes I died. And after that, a little spark came. And I was happy knowing, like, hey, I can still do this. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I haven't lost it. Yeah. So, and then he brought me back. He brought me back. Like, after that, I mean, Russell had gave me a gig, but I was kind of going like, to try to sneak out of it. Like, look, dog, I can't do this, man. And then Joey gave me that spark back. And then after that, I haven't looked back. That's fucking great. I mean, that was 2009? 2009. Holy shit. Yeah. Huh. What, you, got, you, just, you know what, man? You got lucky with good people. Straight up. Straight up, That's, bro. I mean, you could have been. I mean, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I mean, look, I mean it, I'm working my ass off. I don't get work like I used to. I used to get work. Yeah, and now I'm grinding like hard. Like I came to the comedy store and realized another aspect of comedy. I was in a whole different place, not knowing over there. Like to me, I love all the clubs. The improv's giving me mad love. I'm gonna yeah. say that about any only the improv's giving me mad love, but yeah. the store gives me a special love. The store is the place to be doing stand up right yeah. now. For a guy like me, I feel because I'm not like. I don't wear a tie up there in a suit and shit. Yeah. I'm not talking about like, hey, we need tortillas and nachos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm talking other shit. Have you talked about prison on stage at all? You know, I got this one bit that I did and it kind of fucks me up because like I did it and nobody fucking laughed. But then afterwards they were like, that was brilliant. I was like, fuck you. You didn't laugh. <laughs> and they're like, yo, no, but it was interesting. Yeah. They're like, Fuck. and I was like, no, I don't want you to look at me and acknowledge my intelligence. I want you to laugh, bitch. Yeah. If there's one fucking ex- thing I expect uh, out of you. When I say these words, I want laughter. Yeah. That's it. Like but, someone told me one time, he goes, that joke has, it's not that funny, but it's got great pathos. And I went, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. And I didn't get into this business to give pathos. Yeah. But you know what? I'm working on some dope bits on it. And I, I, it's gonna. I got some shit coming up. I want to. I want to. I want to do an hour next year. I have it easy, but like, uh, uh, you know how it is. I, I don't yeah. have it easy, but like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some prison time on my writing and just sit in my fucking room and go over and over and over. And I'm gonna put something out. It's fuck. You know. Um. You know Ali Sadiq. No, I don't. Ali Sadiq is a comedian out of Houston. Okay. Who went to prison for drugs? Okay. And <laughs> he's got a really funny story. Uh, he doesn't tell it on stage, but he's told it on Ari Shafir's storytelling show um, about Mexicans got on boots. It's his first prison riot, and it's so <laughs> fucking funny. But he's he said to me after he goes, I don't know how to do it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, and I'll I'll give it from my perspective. And this is what I said to uh, to Ali, and I'd say it to you. Is uh, that machine story? I, t- I don't know if you've ever heard me tell that machine story. No. I got involved with the Russian mafia when I was a kid. Fuck, yeah. dude! I was locked up with a couple of Russians in there. They're fucking Russians fucking crazy. Are the craziest. He was suing the prison and the court for the shit they gave him. He didn't give a fuck. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, but but um, it's it's a story. It's a twelve minute story I tell on stage. Okay. We got involved with the Russian mafia, robbed a train when I was in twenty two. Damn. And so, but the thing about it is. It's, if it's going to be good, it's not going to be good the first fucking hundred times you do it. And so in a weird way, like you got to like our set, you got to You got to just you got to fucking what you got to do is you got to take one night a week where where you're just fucking dumping all of it. You're just talking about all of it. Like you just go, this is I'm going to I'm going to spend 10 minutes tonight 
just talking about this. It may not be funny, but if there's something funny, then the next time, yeah, just I dissect. start with that. Yeah, and like, and and just because it's a fascinating subject and it's an interesting, it's a, it's a just a, it's a unique story that no one's got. And it and stand-ups changed, evolved so much. It has, you know, you're so right. It's so personal now. Yeah, like I, I did this thing, this these, I it wasn't even a bit. I did. I talked about stuff last night on stage that I would never talk about in a million fucking years. And I was just doing this bit called Secret Time, where I go Secret Time, and then I just tell a secret, I like a fucking <laughs> like a deep secret. Like when I was when I was twenty two, no, when I was twenty six, I had a one night stand and convinced myself I had genital warts, and I ended up soaking my dick and balls in white vinegar every night oh! and watching Quantum Leap, and I was like Secret <laughs> Time. But like, it's so funny. Someone came up and they're like, "That's my favorite thing I've ever seen you do," and you're like. And it's just because, like, look, we can all fucking have an opinion about Trump. We can all have an opinion about feminism and social justice mm-hmm. warriors. We can all have an opinion on Caitlyn Jenner and the Kardashians. But only you have those unique experiences yeah. where you're like, where like, where you're, I mean, where you're sitting, getting ready to get released, and you're with people that you have no fucking nothing in common yeah. with, but you're all sharing a happy moment. Yeah, dude. Like, if you, I mean, I have so many of those fucking things. It's fucked up. It's but you gotta you really <laughs> honestly it's a disservice to yourself and it may not be this hour like this hour you do may yeah. just be all the shit you've done yeah this hour is gonna be like all the shit I've done <laughs> and then like the next one's gonna be different because like I have so many old jokes I need to retire you know what's weird That's bro because it, it, it fuck that fucks your stand up up yeah because you get these old jokes and you're like. I don't want to do them anymore. Yeah. I got to put them out somewhere. Yeah. If it's a CD or an hour, I got to put them out somewhere and I got to work on new stuff. Because, mm-hmm. dude, I, working on new stuff is inspiring. Like, Fuck it yeah. makes you love the art form again. It does. It's like, I mean, no disrespect, it's like a new pussy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I was talking about, I was talking about, uh, that Chris Rock, I was talking to someone about that Chris Rock bit, new pussy versus old pussy. And it's like, it's, there's, dude, there's nothing, no better feeling in the world. Then a fucking when a chick grabs your junk for the first time and you're like, oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. But it's and that's what it's like when you pull out a new bit. I had this fucking that's bit. true. I had a bit I told a week ago, happened a week ago, uh, almost to date probably. And I told it to Greg Fitzsimmons and he's like, you got to tell that on stage. And I go and I took it on stage this weekend and I, I saw perfect, but it makes you go. I got to get up on stage Tuesday. I got to get up on stage the next day. Like, I fucking... Yeah, know. fuck yeah. See, like, right now, I'm, I'm having the problem of getting up on stage. And we all are. <sighs> you know why we all are? Because fucking... Because the sets these days are David Spade. Yeah, everyone's Sandler. coming back. Everyone's doing stand-up right now. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. But it's like the, rock and roll coming up, stand-up again. I Dude, I, I'll tell you what. I, my, my big thing is, I, there's no difference to me in, in the OR in the main room and the belly room. If if I can get one spot, yeah. If I can get up anywhere, <laughs> anywhere, any in the belly room, <laughs> yeah. In the fucking on Red Bands, Fuck Red yeah. Bands got three shows a week. Yes, and he's the best man. He puts everyone up. Yes, he's awesome, dude. He's, he's giving the, me love, Red Band. Love you, bro. That's he. Lo- he does love you. I love that dude. Like, he, he I've gets heard me him in all bring the shows. you up. I've heard him bring you up maybe fucking ten times. Fuck, he's awesome, dude. You know what's crazy? We met each other not even knowing we're fucking comics. Are you serious? Yeah. One night we were at the comedy store and I was at the bar and you know I have a reputation for doing coke so maybe I was on coke that night. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I'm fucking chilling. I have a reputation for doing coke. So maybe it was on coke. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> so I'm chilling at the bar, all fucked up. And then, like, I got sober. And then, like, it was packed. Like, it was packed. Yeah. And then uh, I, I've done a couple roast battles, and I was killing. Yeah. And then we just run into each other, and I was like, hey, man, let me get a light. He's like, let me get a cigarette. Man, fuck yeah. So we exchanged, started talking and shit. And he's like, what's up? Then, like, it was weird. Like, I knew he was somebody because of his conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you talk to somebody, you're like, oh, shit, this isn't just a normal dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Like that's the trolling well, in me. You started the conversation. I did that the other day. I did that last <laughs> night. Someone came up and started talking to me. I go, this is an important conversation. Yes. I was like, wait, hold on. How do I know you? Oh, okay, I know. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, like, I seen everybody, like, it was weird. It was like being in prison and everybody, when you're in prison and people come up to you and shake your hand, you're important. Really? They're coming out of their way to go, hey, good afternoon. Like, it's all about respect. And everybody was coming out of the way to say hi to this guy. <laughs> and we were just chopping it up. And I pulled out a joint. He's like, fuck yeah. So we, Go to the back. We're smoking and just talking. And then, like, nothing exchanged that were comics. And then I see him. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> we exchange numbers. And then he's just like, hey, man, you want to do my show? Then we, we do our show. And, then like, it just catches wind. And people are like, hey, dog, you know you're doing a show with Red Band on Death Squad. And I was like, what? Like, I really didn't know Death Squad. Like, yeah. I was just barely coming back into this shit. And then fuck and i was like whoa and then we've been tight ever since and then his best friend is tony hinchcliffe yeah dude i met tony hinchcliffe three months after i got out of prison we did a we did a mtv underground your mama battle roast me and tony hinchcliffe really we were in this competition and it lasted for three fucking hours we had to battle seven people before we faced each other. Holy shit. And we went up against each other for 40 fucking minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. We're still trying to find that shit. I have pictures of it. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, but he was just a door guy back then. Really? That's fucking insane. That was, that's what, seven years ago? Yeah. Holy crap. crap. I would say six. Six. Six and a half, seven, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stage time's the thing. It's so hard to come by these days. And you can find a guy like Red Band, and he's just, like, he always gives me a text. Hey, man, oh, you want to do a spot yeah. Friday night? And you're like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, the Ice House. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ice House is a great place. Yeah, Chronicles. He's uh, he's he's the shit, man. You know, he's, uh, he's a very genuine, like, I, I remember telling him, like, did you work at Circuit City when you were 12? How do you know all this shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Did you work in Circuit City when you were 12? You know, that's a <laughs> statement that, like, that kids would not get anymore because I don't even think Circuit City's that's around. That's why I said it yeah. to you because it's like. like that, but it's such a great sentence because it's like, yeah, like, how the fuck does he know all that shit? Yeah. Did you work in Circuit City when you were 12? Dude, <laughs> if I were you, I would do, I would definitely, definitely do a bit about your first day out of prison going to Disney. It's so fucking <laughs> yeah. polar opposite. You're right. It's so it's because it's like you go from this fucking this fucking place where there are social rules to a place where no one no. follows any social no. rules. You know, everybody was like kind of mad at me because I'd always be like, "Hey, excuse me, is it right if I pass by?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, you fucking dumbass." Yeah. 
fuck are you asking me for? But since I was so tough looking, they'd be like, oh, yes, yeah, certainly. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was weird. And I still have that habit. It's weird. It's. I remember, like, I, uh, I remember walking. The first time I ever do the main room, Joe Rogan's on the show. Yeah. And I remember walking back there, and it's Joe. He's talking to important people. And, and I walk in, and I'm just like, oh, hey, excuse me. I don't know if you guys are having a conversation. You guys want me to leave? And Joe does this laugh. I was like, fuck, man. No one's ever asked me if I was doing some important and they want to leave. Like, hey, you're cool, dog. Chill. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, was that stupid right there? <laughs> nah, you're cool, fool. But like, being courteous can never be too wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I had to, I had to, I had to be a dick again. <laughs> you got, you got just to, learn, to be yeah, accepted. <laughs> just, you got to learn how to just be inappropriate. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely, man. I, that's, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. And you, it, Write that shit down. That you, <laughs> that, that's, that's a chunk, just the, the chain, because, you know, it's, it's fascinating to everyone. It's a big crossover story, oh, too. Oh, dude, it like is. The, like, for me, I've been waiting for this fucking podcast forever because I'm like, it's, there's things that you like, like me telling you that it's I was It's a trip just, that was, you're telling me this because, like, I seen you murder on Wednesday. Uh, First time I ever seen you, bro. Oh, yeah? First time ever. Because, uh, you know, I, I was at the loop. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck! Dude, I'm in, I'm in love with stand-up right now. Fuck yeah. I, this, I'm, like, I just, this new hour that I'm putting together, uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm in the heat of it, and I'm like, oh, like... I got an end to a joke. I couldn't find this end to a joke. And it just was like a good story. It would kill through the end. And then I was like, oh, that's it. It's over. Uh, and then I was like, and I found the ending this weekend. I'm like, oh, I, I'm dying to go up on stage. I texted today. I was like, oh, when, when can I get on stage this week? <laughs> but yeah, that's what's I, up, man. I would, I would, yeah. If I were you, man, I'd do your hour and get rid of all the stuff that you know works. Yes. I'm, I'm going to be real honest. This is the way I look at this business right now. Fuck doing an hour special for anyone do a fucking cd put it on itunes that's what i'm gonna do by yourself make yes. all the money yourself let it go to sound exchange let it go to pandora make all that money dude we make so much money off a stupid cd i released in like 1999 or 2001 and i we still make money off that thing yeah that's what and I'm it's like do. and once you do it and do that get that money and then Work out your new hour and shop that for a special. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I, I'm a weirdo, man. Like, I come from an educated family, so I kind of have, like, some weird... I already wrote a movie, bro. Really? Yeah, like, I've, I've done one, and I got picked up. Like, I was just, like, a ghostwriter, and then I wrote this little short film. Yeah. And then Snoop Dogg and Corrupt want to buy it. Like, I've been, sh- I've been fucking with them fools. Really? And then I, f- I remember it, it, it hit me in the head. Somebody was like, why don't you write your version of Stir Crazy? Why don't you do a prison comedy of someone who really fucking knows it? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to do that. So that'll be like my, I want to do a movie, bro. Yeah. Like, no movie. Fuck yes. You know? Dude, I would pay fucking money to, to watch s- that. To see like my view of it, like funny shit that would happen. I just don't know how far I can go. It's so fucked up. Yeah. I think that's fucking badass. I release it like when I'm about to die. So like if I could die. <laughs> <laughs> I got the reputation. I don't have life reason. insurance, but here you go, kids. <laughs> you guys get the hey, residuals. Guys. Yeah, I'm going to leave all my daughters my joke books. Here you go. 
They work on late shows. <laughs> I wouldn't try it on the early shows unless they're drinking real heavy, but they work on late shows. <laughs> That's fucking great, man. Why? I appreciate you doing this. This means a fucking Thank lot you. to me. Nah, man. Hey, man, I've heard great things from you. Brian talks about you. You're and, one of uh, my favorite guys. I see you pop up on uh, a podcast, thanks, and I'm like, man. I'm like, like I podcasts are dress guest driven for me. Like I, I look at like. Who's on the podcast? I go, I'll listen to it. Okay. And if I don't know the person, I'm like, eh. And the man, you were like, there was a period where I was like, if I saw your name, I was like, fuck yeah. This fuck, is thanks. Hey, dude, you know what? I'm, next time we work together, I'm doing prison jokes. We're do, I'm doing prison jokes. Fuck yeah. And I'll do I, my- I promise you that shit. And I need to hear the machine. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten away without telling it in fucking five years. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate this, man. Nah, hey, what do you have you. to promote? Anything to promote? Oh, man, I, I'm fucking blessed. I'm headlining with Red Man. Me and Red Man are a fucking team now. We're doing a Death Squad at the Brea Improv, September 29th, September 30th, late shows. Uh, and oh, then yeah. October 20th, I'm headlining the Ontario Improv with Red Man again. Fuck yeah. October 20th. So, yeah, we're doing, dude, we did good. Dude, we did one fucking show at the Brea Improv. Yeah. We tied the record of Gabriel Iglesias. And Fluffy. I mean, Fluffy and Russell Peters had the record. Yeah. They took the seats from the green room and put them in the aisles. Like, dude, it was crazy. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, Red Band can get on any podcast. Yeah. So we did like 20 podcasts before we did this show, and it was fucking insane, brother. Well, shoot me a text. Fuck. Why don't you when come do some on. time if you ain't doing if nothing? I'm in town. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm not fucking around. I'm trying to get out of this house. Okay. Because of this fucking construction. I got like I you. I booked a cruise next week. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm fucking trying to get out of <laughs> I got asthma because of the fucking oh, yeah. asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> I want to... You know what? You didn't teach me how to say that word. Asbestos. That was one asbestos. of my favorite lines. <laughs> Wait, what's... Uh, hold on. I got an update. September when, 29th, 30th, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I'm not here then. Okay. And then October 20th. That's a uh, Thursday. I'm in New York. All right, fuck it. We'll we'll do one, dude. Yeah, and then uh, I got to do a show. I want to do a live show. I do call and stick to work shows, but I want to do a call look, I, I, where I go on the road. I go in, do radio, drink on radio, go to the club at like 11 a.m. noon, and everyone calls and stick to work, and they fucking they're oh, a, a blast. Up. That's what's up. They're a blast, and I want to do one in L.A., but I want to do one with all my friends, I would like love you, to. Joey. Do it like, oh, yeah. do it like, do it like in Irvine where it's a big fucking place. Dude, I, lo- I know that area. Yeah. yeah. That would be fucking great. Have Fuck you talked yeah. to the kid that, that you got in a fight with ever? Again? No, I, there's a restraint order. Really? Yeah, I have a restraint order of a thousand feet. And then, uh, like, they want me to pay like $150,000 for his restitution. So, yeah, I was like, come on, dog. I did my time. It's over with. Fuck, let me go. What uh? Can do you ever look him up on Facebook? Nah, you know, like, like, I, I, would, like <laughs> I would totally look him up on Facebook. Huh, I, I'm scared if I poke him, I'll get some time. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up, dog. Uh, I love that it. Was that was perfect. perfect. <laughs> oh fuck! Bada bing! Uh, That's the perfect way to end this podcast. Yeah. All right, go see him on tour. George, thank you so much. Nah, man. Thank you. Brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.